This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun. We might actually learn something along the way. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. And this is our show. Ian, I'm not going to rub my nipples if you're not going to look. <laughs> Can that please be the intro to this? <laughs> we, we're recording. We are. <laughs> I think. Hello, people. That's how Dave just greets me. No, we can't start with that. Why not? I think we already did. Oh, God. Okay. Sometimes you wish life had an undo button. Yeah, it doesn't, though. Control Z. Command Z. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome, new listeners. All right. Yeah, we're just rolling with this. Here we go. Inauspicious start, if if there ever was one. This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. It is, uh, believe it or not, an automotive podcast. We we talk about cars and stuff and occasionally uh we rub our nipples it's it's a thing that happens that that person over there talking about nipple rubbing is ian yes this is ian sorry oh yeah that's important and then uh over there the the nipple rubber and, <laughs> and rubby rubber and rubby is uh is dave hello all right yes that is i um so we we may or may not have uh new listeners uh the internet and some some numbers have told us that maybe we do have because we were lucky enough to have been um, uh, featured. One of our blog posts got bumped to the front page of Jalopnik. Yes, <laughs> um, which was a crazy thing that happened. Uh, we had n- no idea it was going to. It was yep. a post that was like a month old. Yep. Uh, about our uh, our interview with Doug Demuro, which is fantastic. You should go listen to it. But uh, well, uh, Doug Demuro was fantastic on the show. Yeah. We interviewed him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, uh, and then he tweeted a link to it, which made the, our blog post go up on opposite lock. And then uh, someone from Jalopnik promoted it to the front page for some unknown reason. It, it was just a windfall. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Um, and then two days later, Joel Opnick's parent company declared bankruptcy. I'm not saying that that's our fault. I'm no. just saying. <laughs> but it's not not our fault. It's a remarkable coincidence because as you're going to hear in this podcast when we're, we're going to be talking about um, a race we just did. We just did a, a, a 24 hours of lemons race. Uh, basically, the same thing happened when we put a bumper sticker on, a, on our race car. Yes. Um, so, you know, we, we have that effect on people, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Bumper on race car, race car comes into the pits. Yep. Doug DeMuro interview on Jalopnik, Gawker bankrupt. Amazing. It's <laughs> amazing. It's uncanny. You're, anyway. You're welcome, America. <laughs> anyway. And so, world, <laughs> Sweden. <laughs> so as you can probably tell, uh, Team Clear Code is comprised of two idiots if we're, if we're being honest we're two idiots yes. uh talking about cars uh in a, in a blanket fort in in dave's basement and um yeah welcome yeah uh so this episode is devoted to um to us running in the 24 hours of lemons race so it's it's going to really be all of that tip to toes um so i mean let's just go ahead and get started let's let's do that yeah so for anybody who doesn't know uh, the 24 Hours of Lemons is a racing series. It's probably the most, I you could use the term, entry-level racing series where you're actually racing in cars with roll cages on real racetracks. Endurance racing. Endurance racing. Endurance road racing, yeah. Yes. And so endurance racing just as a whole is uh, is completing the most laps in a given period of time. Right. Typically, these races run over two days or a 24-hour period. 
Yep. Right. And so, uh, what was it for the one we ran? Twelve hours and then eight hours. Correct. Something like that. Uh, no, it was less than that. Oh, 10 hours and, and eight hours, something. Yeah. Well, yeah. we didn't run all of it anyway. So exactly. The, the second day was only six hours. Okay. Okay. Remember, because we, we, That's did, true. we did uh, uh, three two-hour stints. Right, right. Um, um, but, so I think it was I think it was like a 14-hour race or something. Okay. Yes. So um, so it's whoever competes, completes the most laps in the, that 14-hour or, or whatever that time period is. Right. Uh, fastest lap doesn't really matter. Right. Um, so it's more about consistency, about spending time on the track, and just knocking down lap after lap after lap. Yeah, it's an amazing way to get just a shitload of seat time. Yeah. And uh, and and be wheel to wheel with yep. people. Uh, it's 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 pretty much the best for that. So so and, and there's a a couple of these kind of like uh, they call them, you know grassroots sort of endurance racing series. There's this. There's Chump Car. Uh, there's WRL. Uh, and that's that's World Racing League for yeah. anybody who doesn't know. And yeah. there's a, even a, a few other smaller ones as well. Um, but 24 Hours of Lemons is sort of was sort of the first one to be really big. Um, and they're famous for you know kind of their jovial atmosphere and yes. you know themed cars, crazy and in, judging, crazy judging. People are in costume, punishments, punishments. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So if you don't know about 24 Hours of Lemons. Go look it up online. It's great. Simple rule book. Um, and as as you can tell, I mean, as you'll hear for in this podcast, I think, you know, we had we had a lot of fun. We did. We did. And so the philosophy behind the cars that you enter into 24 Hours of Lemons, you're, you have to acquire the car for $500. Yeah. And then whatever you sell off of the car, um, whether it be the seats or anything like that, you can use that money to upgrade the car. And the reason that they do that is they or count back towards your five hundred dollars. So if you okay. buy a car for a thousand dollars and then sell five hundred dollars worth of interior shit out of it, you yeah. have a five hundred dollar car. Okay, all right. And then um, and and the main theory is that they want you to spend your money on safety equipment. Right. They um they want you to spend the money on a roll cage and and all of that stuff, which does not count against your five hundred dollar total. Correct. And in addition to that. Having such a, a, a quote unquote cheap car also kind of limits in a roundabout way uh, how fast these cars are going to be. Right. You know, like you can't, you honestly really can't honestly come by something that has 500 horsepower. Yeah. You know, for that kind of money. Exactly. And, and th- this is where the judging comes in. And so there's classes within the cars and A, B, and C group, depending on how these cars are judged and things like that. And right. So so that's basically the overall structure that we're operating in for the 24 hours of Lumens race. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then um, our our background as far as coming into this race. So Dave, you were doing pit crew. Yes. And you you had never really been to like a race race before, even even like as a spectator, right? Beyond watching uh, dirt track races, which I've, I've seen quite a few, I'm from Missouri. Right. When, when you're in Missouri, you grow up watching dirt track races. Yeah, I actually that's, have, uh, that's social studies, right? That's like <laughs> period? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's where we did health class. <laughs> um, I actually, my great uncle on my mom's side uh, had a race car and did oh. tons of dirt track racing and stuff like that. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I used to go watch him when we would visit uh, my relatives in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, my uncle would take us uh, to Winbur Racetrack in Pennsylvania. And that was where I fell in love with like late model racing and, and like yeah. just dirt track racing. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So hmm. um, yeah. So, so that's uh, my spectator history with racing. And then, um, 
you know, uh, actual like, you know, formal involvement with track events uh, for me is really just uh, SCCA track night. Right. uh, And uh, just track days that we do uh, out at High Plains Raceway with Emich and and then some autocross and that's about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, yeah, let's talk about your experience with racing. Yeah. So for this race, um, I was renting a seat and then Dave was um, basically going to be a, 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 a full pit crew member for that same team. So renting a seat basically means that a car owner is planning on showing up to the event, but doesn't have enough drivers to to fill out the to fill out the car so you, you can't just race by yourself because it's you know a long race you can only do a two-hour stint which is you know two hour stints are really long and, and they do formally cap it at two hours for a driver um you know i don't know what the formal cap is for okay. lemons uh i know in other series it, it, it's two hours i think it's around two hours though. okay um but basically i mean you wouldn't really want to go more than that yeah anyway. and we'll get into that later yeah for yeah. sure um but uh um, yeah, so I, I rented a seat, yeah, um, which meant that I was going to drive someone else's car. Um, and before this, I had only driven one chump car race um, with with my dad and uncle. And we did an episode, episode seven, if you want to listen to that. Yeah. Um, uh, we we raced a, a Maserati by Turbo in, uh, at Road America. And uh, and then a handful of track days. Yeah. Um, and that's the extent of my racing experience. Up until then. Up until this last weekend. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so what we did was um, to try to make this digestible in a podcast format, in a in a podcast, in a podcastery. <laughs> we recorded a few segments uh, throughout the weekend, and um, and so we're gonna try to. Um, introduce those and, and talk, kind of talk around those. It smacks slightly of ambition and uh, <laughs> professionalism. We promise we'll screw it up at least a little bit. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, what do you think? Should we listen to the first recording now? Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna apologize in advance for the first recording because the first recording was just me on my couch uh, the night before the race, slightly terrified. Um, uh, of what I was getting myself into for reasons that will become clear as soon as you listen to it. Well, let's do that now. Okay. Hello, this is Ian. Uh, by myself, it is like 1030 the day before the race starts. Um, got to meet the car today. Got to meet the car owner. Uh, met up with my friend Matt. And um, yeah, the car is ready to go. Um, there are a few catches. Um, Matt is tall and he has a hard time getting in and out of the car because the door doesn't open. (laughs) So it's Dukes of Hazard style. So he has to kind of like fold himself. He has to like origami himself in and out of the car, which is interesting. Uh, more troubling for me is (laughs) the fact that my legs are too short to actually work the clutch pedal. So we're going to be rigging up some sort of pillow system slash platform shoes slash leg stretching device tomorrow uh and my first time in the car will be during the race as will matt's and the the fourth driver who i've yet to meet um so today we just kind of uh, you know familiarized ourselves with the car practice getting in and out um you know try to get comfortable with with the car and, and and with brian the owner um 
and kind of I, I walked around the track with Matt a little bit to show him some of the some of the corners um, and you know what he had to worry about as far as the the track layout um, and then there was you know drivers meetings and tech and all that sort of stuff um, so still have yet to drive the car feeling nervous and excited for tomorrow so I'm sure the next dispatch will be tomorrow morning the morning of the race uh, Dave will be back with me and we'll 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 start it from there Ian? Yes. You sounded morose as hell on that. Well, yeah. So it, it was weird talking to myself on my couch. You should, you should have Skyped me in. I should have. Or just put a, pulled up a picture of me oh, and just yeah. set me on your uh, on your phone, on your couch. Well, I, I use that for other things. <laughs> oh, yeah. hello. Yeah. Hey, now. It's taking a turn <laughs> for the better. <laughs> yeah, it's like you just got done listening to the Smiths and then decided to record. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I was in I was in kind of a weird headspace because we, uh, so Matt and I. So the other thing we should mention is that um, my the the teammate, so that the team was comprised of Dave as our sole pit crew member, yeah, hold, holding it down, best pit crew. Uh, Brian, the team owner, um, who was also driving, who was also driving, um, uh, you myself. Let's not overlook the best part. Whatever, myself, <laughs> um. My friend, my re- my very good friend Matt, who um, I've known for years, and he's a, a really experienced uh, racing racing driver. He's he's done a lot of different stuff. He was, for six years, I think you said. Um, uh, for more than that now. Yeah, it's been yeah, yeah. it's been probably like eight years. He's been, okay. He's been doing racing in some form or another. Um, you know, he started off with the with doing competitive autocross and kind of moved up to um to road racing, and then he dabbled a little bit. He d- not dabbled. He he won. He was ranked in one of the classes in SCCA uh, for rallycross, and I'm, I'm sorry, Matt, I, I don't remember. Um, but he um, he's he has a lot of experience, yes. a lot of lemons experience as well. Um, so I was really excited to finally race with him. I've never yeah. actually driven on a track with him before. Yeah. Um, even though I've known him forever, and um, uh, so I was really glad about that. And then there was another driver. Tom. Oh yeah, that's right. And Tom. So Tom didn't show up on Friday. He had rented a seat as well. He had rented a seat. Okay. And then he showed up on Saturday morning. And I know I'm skipping ahead to Saturday a little bit, but he showed up on Saturday morning, got his stuff on, was ready to go, and had to go because he had a family emergency. Oh. Um, which was a, a total bummer for him and for us. I mean, yeah. I hope um, everything's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So Tom, if you're for some odd reason listening to this. You know, I'm sorry. Sorry you had to do that, but uh, yeah. Hope everything's okay. Yeah. Um, so let's let's get back to a couple of the things that I want to talk about from that segment. Uh, I want to talk about uh, walking the track. So yeah. you you walk the track with Matt. Well, sort of. We didn't really walk the track because <laughs> it's so long. The the cluster fuckery sort of started early uh, a little bit because we we missed the deadline to uh, do test and tune running by like 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Um, so they were already, the track was live when we were there. So we couldn't walk the track for obvious reasons. So gotcha. we were kind of limited to what we could see from the spectator areas, which wasn't a lot. Uh, but we got a good view of um, of turn one, um, and you know, turns one through four, essentially. Uh-huh. And then you can really see the- um, The last chicane. The last chicane coming out of the pit straight, which is- a. It's a tricky line. It's easy to it's easy to get it wrong, 
and then screw your the you know the first part of the lap up um, right right because of it so um we did that we looked at the track map and i okay i, I told matt everything i knew about it which didn't take long <laughs> um and then um uh we were there we wanted to be there for when uh, the car went through tech in case there was any issues yeah so let's talk more about the tech process yeah so tech was uh amazingly smooth so we were the first car through tech okay on, on friday brian was ready to go and and this is a uh tech and safety inspection that ne- is necessary to happen before the race yeah um so if the car flew through tech i mean um it 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 went it went so fast. They just check the roll cage. They yeah. check brakes, the tires. K, and I don't know if you did you look at the cage at all in that car. No. It was beautiful. Oh, was it? It was really nice cage. Okay, um, the welds were were fantastic in it. And awesome, it, it fit really well. Uh, they checked to make sure that so they have the tallest driver. Okay, okay. To make sure that there's uh, clearance when they have their helmet on. Between, I didn't know that. Yeah, between uh, the helmet and the and roll cage and the, and roll the roof. Cage. Wow. Okay. Um. Uh, make sure that you know the belts fit. Uh, yeah, with the with the tallest driver in there. So they so it's mostly a safety thing. They want to yeah. make sure that you know you're not going to be spilling fuel on the track. Okay. They want to make sure that your belts are mounted properly. They had one team I saw uh, at Tech had to go and remount their belts because they didn't mount them properly. Oh wow. Okay. Um. So it's mostly stuff like that. So they you know it's are you going to be a danger to someone else? Uh huh. Are you going to kill yourself in the car? Those okay. are the two things that they're worried about. Okay. Um. At tech, you know the these things are mostly hoopties. Uh huh. So exactly. you see some hoopty shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as long as it's a safe hoopty, they don't really give a shit. Okay. Uh, which is cool. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about the headspace that you were in on on Friday night and um, when you when you got done recording that. Obviously, I mean, you know, you're very sad, depressed. You. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, uh, yeah, and and then um, and then Saturday, like, give me your mood as you're driving to the track. Two part question, Ian. Yeah, so, so I mean, obviously, I was concerned about not being able to drive the car from a physical perspective. Yes, because it's it's a big thing to to sort of manage, and we're gonna we're gonna get into that later. And it's an intimidating rear wheel drive car. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, that's another thing that we should mention. I've never driven anything like that car in anger before and it also makes me realize that we haven't actually described what the fucking car is oh yeah jesus we, christ we're horrible at this we are horrible about this <sighs> so it was a it was a 1979 um mazda rx7 yep but with um basically a fox body mustang gt underneath so that's the ford v8 302 engine yep and, and then it had cobra brakes a four-speed manual transmission five speed five speed manual it was, the, it was the t5 but basically we only use the first four gears yeah um and so a small car big engine yeah rear wheel drive yeah that's something that you and i are not comfortable driving it, or that's not something that we normally drive right yeah i don't yeah so i mean the only other you know, sort of rear drive thing I've ever driven on a track were, are the the Maserati. Yep. Um, you know, which does not have the same sort of characteristics as, as this car. It's much more likely to catch fire. Yeah, much more yeah. likely. And then, you know, also I, I drove, I did one of those like um, supercar experience uh, drive things with a Ferrari um, on a track. I did three laps at, uh, at Pikes Peak International yep. Raceway. But, I mean... This thing is, it's essentially an, 
a big old muscle car and it handles yep. like a big old muscle car. Yep. Lots of body roll. Lots of body roll. Um, you know, it's a big shouty V8 mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, it stops pretty well, but it, it, you know, it, it, there's, there's some managing that has to go on through the corners. Yeah. Um, and it, it was a big adjustment in driving style because yeah. my little Volkswagen R32 is way different. Yep. You know, and that's yeah. that's the car that I have the most seat time in on a track. Uh-huh. Um other than other than now, you know, something like this. So, uh it was it was really cool to to kind of like feel my if if this makes sense, uh-huh. like feel myself adjust to it and we'll we'll yep. talk more nope. about that Me- mechanical later, learning. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I was definitely so I was driving to the track I was in, on Saturday morning. On Saturday morning, I was excited that uh, the car seemed so ready. Okay. You know? uh-huh. I was kind of surprised about that. Yeah. And I, but I was nervous, you know, because it, I, I, again, I don't have that much experience in traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt is a very good driver. Mm-hmm. And I was nervous about how I was going to, you know, if I was going to hold my own with, with him and I don't, and Brian was a total unknown. So exactly. I was worried that I was going to be, you know, 15 seconds a lap slower than yep. everybody. Yep. It, no, that's a valid fear. You yeah, know? for sure. Um, or that I would, you know, I would not be able to see out of the car and stuff it into a wall. That, right. That's also a, <laughs> a yeah. thing I was worried about. No, you're exactly right. Yeah. I can see that. So, so then at, at which, at which point did you set that goal for yourself for that first day where you wanted to be within uh, how many seconds of, of Matt's time? Yeah, I um, kind of talking to Matt about it on on Friday. So what happened was uh, Matt and his fiance came over uh, to my house and we, I made them breakfast and then we went out to the track to go uh, meet the car for tech. And um, uh, yeah, I talking to him about it. I, I was and talking to jenny about it the day before i was kind of like yeah i think four seconds a lap you know because i knew it was in the two two thirty range for the uh-huh. lap time sure um i was like you know four seconds a lap around a two and a half mile course uh i if i'm within four seconds of matt i'll be happy okay so right that was that was my goal going in and then obviously you know just sure. seat time and not get any black flags or break anything coming home safe yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Break anything. Anything is including myself <laughs> in that umbrella of not break anything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and listen to Saturday's clip now. And this is uh, this, this is, is the first of two parts of Saturday. So yeah. Yeah. So this is after I've driven. This is after my stint on Saturday. Correct. Yeah. Ian, it's been a very interesting day. Yeah, so right now it's like 5.45. Yep. Uh, team owner Brian is still out in the car. He's taking um, the last stint for the day. T- but taking the last stint. He had it, kind of an abbreviated first stint. Yeah. And then um, we had a nice little jaunt into town. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's go ahead and run uh, the listeners through that section. So, yeah. so I show up when the driver's meeting was going on. Yeah, so that um, was like 9 a.m. Green yep. flag was at 10. Yep. We had suspiciously little to do to the car yeah it seemed like everything was just ready to go yeah yeah so so tell me um so uh let's see here so brian was the first in the car yep to run it for a few laps yeah and we found that there were some issues with it um the there was a, a f- weird tire rub yeah that he was hearing that on left-hand turns that we couldn't figure out yep um then what else do we have um 
that uh, the, oh, the, the cooling, cooling issue. Yep, yep. So um, there was a hose, a silicon hose that was heating up and getting so soft that it was collapsing. Yep, onto itself. Yep. It, we also, um, since we hadn't diagnosed the silicon hose yet, we ended up cutting another hole in the front of the bumper. Yeah, that was fun. For better airflow. That was the first thing that Ian and I did to the car. <laughs> yeah. Start drilling yep. through the bumper. Yep. Dave came behind me with snips. Yep. That was great. That was yeah. Fun. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, that's the kind of stuff I'm here for. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is why I paid money to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so then, then Brian got back in the car. Yep. Ran it for a couple more laps. Granted, for a little bit longer, not that much longer, and then came in um, because the alternator light and the temperature light came back on. Yep, and um, so that necessitated a uh, a trip to the to town to Napa, to which Napa. is about twenty miles away, twenty three miles away. Yep, to buy an alternator. Yep, um, because I, we couldn't find the spare. I don't in, know what it is about me doing endurance racing and, and electricity ul- problems. Yeah, I feel like I'm just bringing my bad Volkswagen Mojo to the team. But um, that's about. We had an alternator problem on the last the True. last team too. It's a high wear item though. Yeah, I know. I'm just but. But I will say that as soon as we applied a team clo- team clear coat sticker to the bumper of the car, uh, then sent it out, it quickly came back with issues. Oh shit! You're right, Dave. I don't think it's you. Oh, I think it's us. We but broke it. Oh shit! Don't tell him. He's in the car now. I know. I know. Um, let's see here. So, uh, you guys went to town. Matt and I stayed behind. We found the tire rub issue. Turns out the tires are set oddly on the rear of this car yeah and and the uh, rear is pretty soft the rear is very soft the springs are very soft in in brian's defense this is a pretty new um this is a pretty new setup i think he got the engine in it a couple weeks ago and really didn't have a chance to run around the track and the so the uh and he had put new wheels and tires on it Yep. Um, so the the chassis setup is pretty new and he didn't really have that much of a time to dial it in so um uh, so yeah, we found we found a lot of the yeah, gremlins right, early on. Right, early on. So then, let's see. Later, we went through uh, an ignition coil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found the ignition coil. So Matt had a really great stint. Uh, Matt was in the car for. Were you in? Were you in for two full hours? Matt Murphy, a uh, friend of the show, friend of the allowed, show. If I'm allowed to say that, is King here, Ranch of King Ranch for fame. Do you want to? Do you want to say hi to the people? Oh, yeah. Hi, people. How are you doing? Yeah, I was in the car for about an hour and 15 minutes. I love the show, by the way, guys. Thanks for <laughs> Thank, coming out. Thank you. Thank you. We're, we're trying to pander. I am yeah. all of those 2,000 downloads. I just <laughs> delete and re-download. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, he didn't get, like, a full stint. And then I uh, Because it started in. running out of steam. It started it running started out of steam. It started misfiring. Yeah, yeah, it started misfiring. We thought it was a fuel... We thought yep. we were running out of fuel because yep. we weren't sure exactly how long we had run. Exactly. Um, and there's like really no fuel gauge. Um, so we we weren't sure if it was out of fuel or it was fuel delivery or whatever. Um, but it magically cured itself when it came back in. It did. And it turned out it's... And then I got, what, like four or five laps into my stint. Yep. Um, and I, I just want to say, I have so far, every time I've been in a race car, uh, it's following some sort of incident. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Yep. <laughs> every time. In, in the uh, chump car, it was after the car had been hit. Yep. And then after the, uh, a- after the alternator uh, belt snapped. Yep. Both, yep. both of those. So, um, so, let's, let's, so you had a, I would say you had a very successful run in the car. You were, you were out for quite a bit of time. 
Yeah, I a lot of time in the car. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of yellows. There was a red flag at one point. Yep, um, which I didn't really see what ha- I didn't see. Yeah, what so um, uh, that uh, Thunderbird rear-ended BMW 2002. The BMW oh. 2002, I think, lost power and was sputtering up that blind hill towards the end. I saw that the blind, tire marks. There was like several. Yeah, that blind like. crest. And so it, it got rear-ended, and uh, which uh, leaked fuel. So yeah, there was thought, fuel on right. the track. and But thankfully, all the drivers and everybody was okay. That's good. Everyone was safe. But so this did mean that you, the course went red flag, which means cars yeah. need to stop in place. Yep. Right? And that also means that you have to stay in the car. Yeah. And until the track is cleared for safe, cleared, Yep. And uh, you you just had to sit there. Yeah. Uh, so what I did was I held my cool shirt uh, fittings together. Okay. So the water continued to pump. Yeah. So I have a, an issue with the cool shirt. The, the, the things don't fit together. So the, but the, but the biggest problem that I had with the car. So I'm, I'm, I think probably more frustrated than I should be because I got, yep. I had a successful two hour stint in the car. I didn't break anything. Zero black flags. Right. And I got, um, and you know, I, I, I didn't get myself into trouble at all, really, but let's go back to what your goals were going into this. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be, you, you quoted a time. Well, I didn't have a time. I said I wanted to be within, I wanted my, my best time to be within four seconds of Matt's best time. Okay. And I was within two seconds, but yep. I feel like I could have been more consistently fast. Okay. Um, and by the end of the stint, I started getting getting rhythm. So I'm excited for tomorrow because I feel like I can consistently be under 230. Okay. Um, so I, the, the car is does have some like managing to do. And the biggest thing for me is that I don't fit. In yeah. The car. Yeah, that's very difficult. Yeah, you've you've braced yourself with pillows against the racing seat. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Uh, so. Um, I need to apologize to my wife for ruining two perfectly good pillows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, Didn't think about taking the dust covers off those first, buddy. Oh, you know, that would have been smart. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I should have done that. Yeah. Whoops. Um, yeah, so those those pillows are going to have to die in a fire now. But um, so th- there's a couple of issues with that. So I can't quite reach the clutch pedal. Mm-hmm. Um, so my knee is really hurting because I'm like, I'm over- You're overextending, yeah. I have to overextend every time I use the clutch. And uh, I can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, you're too far forward to make use of the rear view mirror. Yeah, I can't. I, the, the mirrors are nothing to me, and um, I can't see over the hood, so I can't. It's hard to hit yeah. an apex. Um, uh, so it's it's a little hard to manage that. But I mean, I think all things considered, I'm I'm happy with how the stint went. I still need to get better with traffic. Um, I still need to like grow a pair on some corners, yeah. especially in braking zones. Um, there were a couple times when I did notice you were being very competitive, especially with that yellow BMW, yeah. where you you just went hard into a turn. Yeah, towards you, the you took the inside line. Yeah, and you passed it. I was really trying not to dive bomb people, so I was trying not. The problem is that that car, um, it at least in my hands isn't the fastest through the corners and but it's it's kind of a monster on the straightaways yeah it and is. so you'd re- the speed differential at the back straight with some of those cars it was like 30 miles an hour you would fly by them right and so it's hard to manage that braking zone sometimes because i have to start braking so much earlier than them yeah uh, but i'm going so much faster um and you i was really trying not to dive bomb so i was really trying to make sure that i was well, there's like, there's no way they weren't going to see me. Cause I was going to be fully beside them. Um, 
um, you know, before before hitting the corner. And the other thing that's that's different with traffic that you don't necessarily think about is that you have to you have to slow down more to do to pass someone on the inside like that. Right. Because your line is all fucked up. Yeah. Right. So yep. you're not you're you're taking a much shallower line. And I got myself into trouble on turn one doing that. Um, okay. You know, had a little bit of a, a moment. Code Brown. Code Brown. <laughs> but okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm well, <laughs> at least you only stay in the pillow and not the actual racing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do you, th- do you think I should feel better than I do? Yes. I'm, yes. I'm I, slightly annoyed with my... I, I know, but I kind of knew this going in that no matter what the results were, you weren't necessarily going to be happy with them. Right. Right. And, but I think that's what makes you... Team clear coat therapy session. Well, I, I think that's what makes you part of who you are is that you do push yourself. Right. You do yeah. set pretty lofty goals for yourself when it comes to this kind of stuff. And you meet them. Like you... You were within two seconds of Matt. Well, okay, but I also know I'm the only one here who knows the track. True. Which is a big, that's a big advantage. True, but people are, some people are more quick studies about tracks than others. Yeah. Yeah. And and you could tell, like, watching Matt, like, just from where we were sitting, because we were watching, like, the chicane right before the pit yeah. straight. Um, the first two laps, like, it's really easy to hit the, the apex uh, I think it's a uh, it's thirteen uh-huh. going down into fourteen fifteen the apex uh, yes. the, uh, the the chicane, chicane yeah. right before the pit straight. So you really have to l- super super late apex thirteen, or you're gonna fuck your chicane experience up. Right. right, and so you could tell in the first two laps that he was just way too early. Yeah, and then by yeah. like lap three and four he, he was, was really putting it he together, was right on yeah. it. Yeah, you know, yeah, he did um, great. Yeah, so he's he's an impressive driver for sure, and he's yeah. really consistent. He is very consistent. Um, I th- I think he had a lot more um, open track than you did. I think you you, think so? you dealt with a lot more people bunched up than he. Did. Well, and part part of the problem too is that I think he dispatched people quickly, so I would yes. get behind somebody, and then people would people that I had passed that would accumulate behind me. Yes, um, you know, because I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit timid. You have some work to do in traffic. For yeah. sure. Yep. For yep. sure. Yeah, but I I'd say overall you should definitely feel better than you do. Yeah. Uh, you turned out a really solid lap time of two twenty six, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. That's a that's a quick lap around here, I think. Yeah. So yeah. or reasonably quick. Yeah. So looking into tonight. Maybe there's going to be some work on the card that we do. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. My my vote is we don't really mess with something that's that's working well. Maybe at most we change some brake pads if we need to. Yeah, I think he was talking about maybe maybe plugs. Um, yeah. Kind of some something tune-up like stuff. Because he, he it was it it does seem to hesitate a little bit. It does seem like it's a little down on power. But I don't know if that's I don't know what I have no nothing to gauge it against. Exactly. You know, I've never driven the car before. Yeah. So. Um, he said that he f- it felt like it was down on power compared to this morning uh, okay. when he just came in a few yeah. minutes ago. Um, so if that's the case, then maybe we do have some 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 work to do. I don't know. So the only other thing that I'm going to suggest is that we get you some platform shoes, like some yeah. like Gene Simmons boots. Yeah. Because that lets you reach those pedals, buddy. Yeah. Do I they need- make fire? Well, everything Kiss wears has to be fireproof. <laughs> 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 yeah, I I feel like next time I rent a seat, I'm just gonna have to send people my dimensions. Yeah, and tell them, or just know. ask them if they're short legs, if, long arms, if their seat is on rails. Yeah, yeah, because this is a fixed seat. Yep, yep. yeah. And I'm using the same seat that Matt at like six two is uh-huh. is is using, so um, it's not ideal. Yeah, but um, you know, 
it's just there's always stuff to manage with every car i feel like there is yeah so yeah that's a good advice that matt gave me he's like just figure out what you have to manage and just manage it and then do it yeah so yeah but i got two hours of seat time in no black flags no uh stayed fairly consistent ish you did you did and uh yeah so i'm happy i'm I'm excited for tomorrow yes and i will close it by saying well done Ian. thanks bye dave i love you love you too saturday so let's let's go through some of the things that we talked about i I made some notes about uh what i'd like to talk more about on that clip yeah so um the first time that you brought the car in it was because you thought you couldn't make it up turn seven so so let's go through that yeah yeah so pretty early on in my stint if i remember right it was um the car was was missing like crazy like i think i was out there for maybe like 20 minutes or so and um it, it was just stuttering and hesitating and, and missing so bad that um, like over the course of w- like basically about a half a lap, I lost completely power. Like a, a, an Integra just blew by me like I was standing still. <laughs> um, and I ended up stopping the car by a flag station, like pulling over as far off the line as I as I could and as close to a flagging station as I could because there's cool, okay. there's flag stations at each corner um, and and you know f- flagged one of the corner workers over and said like I need a tow like this thing is not going to make it up this this hill so there's like about a it's probably like a two story climb yeah up to turn eight uh, turn seven is is a is a climbing right hander um, that's pretty steep uh, up to a hairpin and um, I was coughing and sputtering on the straight preceding turn seven and didn't, I didn't think I had enough power to make it up the hill. Right. Uh, so I pulled over and, and got a, um, or, ordered a, a tow home. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah. yeah. Me too. So, uh, coming up over that hill, it is kind of a blind crest. There's yeah. really two blind crests on that track. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I saw exactly what would have happened should you have tried to get up that hill and couldn't make it, yeah. uh, with my own two eyes when I was watching. So, um, you know, we talked about it in the, in the clip, but, uh, there was a wreck that happened because of that, because a car ran out of power, couldn't make it up right. and a car came up over that hill at speeding and, and crashed in the back of it. Yeah. And pretty much obliterated the back of it and, yeah. and dumped fuel on the track. And I was stuck in that red flag because it was, they, they dumped fuel all over the track yeah. and that's, that's what the red flag was about was, was cleaning up the fuel. Yeah. Spill. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's a really important thing to remember. Yeah, uh, for these kinds of events, that if you can't make it up or you can't make it uh, around part of the track, you get off the track. Well, just being cognizant of where you are and what the other cars are going to think when they see you. Yeah. So you know, when I was sitting there waiting for the tow truck, I had my hand out the window. Okay. You know, in a, in a fist, basically, yeah. just to maybe alert people a little bit more to that. Like, I'm not moving. Exactly. Please don't crash into me yeah. while I'm sitting here. Yeah, no. Because uh, that would have sucked. Because you don't have emergency blinkers to turn on. Right, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, it's one of those things that, you know, situational awareness is when you, whether you're moving or stopped yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. a, is a huge thing on, on a racetrack. Yeah. I, I think when you and I do get my sob ready for the for Lemons Racing, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to make sure that the emergency flashers work. That's probably a, a good idea. That should just be a totally separate redundant system <laughs> that like if 
if ignition fails, uh-huh. the blinkers just automatically come on. <laughs> and it's like, it's a sob. So the electricals will work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I want to talk about a few things from, uh, from my perspective, um, watching because this was my first time watching you in a race car. Right. Not just, you know, like you getting additional seat time, but actually watching you execute on a track. Yeah. Right. And I, we've talked about it on the podcast before. You're giving me that look like, oh shit, what's Dave going to say? I know. But we've talked about how I genuinely feel that you have a talent for driving. Okay. Right. Um, and I was very, very interested to see you execute that talent and to see how it actually played out. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, I, I just, I really, I really wanted to see it manifest itself because I do, there is evidence to indicate that you do have talent, Ian. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that I'm not talentless. Okay. I don't, I think I'm probably less talented than you think I am, but. Well, it, we could talk about that another time. Okay. That might be another Team Clear Coat Blanket Fort therapy session. I, f- I have a feeling this, this, this podcast is going to turn into one of those anyway. So. <laughs> yes, uh, it definitely is. I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> Ian's getting uncomfortable because he doesn't <laughs> like to talk about feelings. Uh-uh, uh-uh. We need a theme song. We need a I think dr- you just wrote it. We need a drop we can play. If, if, if uh, as a podcast, if a listener <laughs> remixes something, that would be amazing. We'll just auto tune that. Yeah. I want like was. the dubstep. Yeah. Oh, wub, wub, wub. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, so from me watching you, uh-huh. right, um, with my pants on, with me watching you. It's a welcome it, change. It, <laughs> it was very apparent that traffic was your barrier during that first stint. Yeah. That traffic was definitely the thing that was impeding you. Because when you had open track in front of you, your lap times were amazing. You were knocking down a 224. Yeah. And and easy sub two thirties the whole time. Well, I think that first day I, my my best lap was a two twenty six. Okay, yeah, for reasons that we'll get into in a yep, little bit. Yep. Um. But but it, like but whenever you would encounter traffic, your lap times would go up, and I could I could see like uh, uh you know on certain turns where you would play it safe and pull back to prevent like you said on the recording, um to prevent from dive bombing people. Yeah. But it, it seemed like it went a little bit further than that. You were erring too much on the side of caution. Yeah. And and that's just a comfort level. And then I could see you get the, throughout the course of that two-hour stint, um, I could see that confidence build up. And you, there was even one corner that you passed somebody after the straightaway where I radioed you to tell you good job. Yeah, that was like turn four, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it was, you uh, made an aggressive move, but yeah. you made it safely and you executed it. And it was, it was really well to see, it was really well done. And it was really great to see you have that, um, apprehension of traffic. Right. And on top of that, plus you're still learning the car and you have a lot of stuff to come to grips to all at once, man. Right. Not just the car, but traffic and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And uh, and to see you just like, you started to click through that pretty quick, man. And and traffic was the thing that impeded you the longest. Right. Get, getting up to speed with the car was the thing that you did quickest because you had that mechanical learning. Like you could, you have a, a good sense for feeling 
things in a car and, and feeling those mechanical elements and how those need to translate to your driving. You you have a good ability with that because that like that quickly went away for you. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll I'll say I'll admit I I think I do have a a good an above average like uh, feel for a car. Yes, like, I can. Yes, feel what's going on. I don't always. I'm not always good at articulating what it is I'm feeling, and 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 sometimes there are there are things that that throw me off. So like if a car doesn't uh, doesn't inspire confidence, then it takes me a, a while. Right. I'm, I'm a little timid with it. And that this car definitely it it's not something you hop in and you're immediately comfortable. Because, no. Um, one thing that I have a hard time with sometimes is, um, especially with a rear wheel drive car. Um, feeling the difference between body roll in the rear, especially in the rear, if the rear is soft and tire slipping. Okay. Because it's a yep. similar, it's sort of a similar sensation in your, in your butt. Right. right? No. Yeah. You feel it through the seat. Yeah. yeah. So you, when the, when the weight is transferring really dramatically yes. Yes. to the outside of the car, like this one does, because the suspension was so soft, the weight transfer it's not that heavy of a car, but it was just the the manner in which it it went about transferring that weight over was yes. really dramatic. Um, when you first feel that, it's it's hard to tell if you're feeling the whole the the basically the the chassis picking up and moving over the wheels, uh-huh. or if it's the tires slipping. And I have and I know that's experience. Like I need to get better at at uh, differentiating between those two sensations, right? Um, but it's just going to be at just seat time. Yep. I think. Yep. In, in a race car, I think you're a lot less likely to be able to make that distinction um, because of the noise and having a helmet on and things like that. I, I think back to when I autocrossed a Lotus well, Elise. And, that, and, and this car, the, the rear diff was so loud that uh, yeah. even when even when the tires were slipping, if you were on power, you there's no yeah you, you couldn't, couldn't hear it. it. Yeah, so I you know I I autocrossed an Elise and the rear stepped out on, on me and I could just react instantly because not only could I feel it and right. I mean there's like no, no body roll on the thing but right yeah but like I also had that audio cue as well so yeah. Yeah, so having having two senses fire at you instead of one right. makes a big difference. It really does. Yeah, and I think, you know, I didn't really um, figure it out until, honestly, I exceeded the limits of it. Right. Like, I exceeded the limits into turn one one time. Yeah. And it kind of just went into this really pretty neutral, nice slide. Um, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, I, I got it now. See? And then... You know, I could kind of figure out where the body roll um, sensation ended and the tire sensation started. Yeah. And that's kind of where, you know, I mean, I wasn't on that at that point for, I mean, I mean, 95% of the time sure. I was in the car because that's not what. But being aware of what that feels like, though. Yeah, it was, it, it, it made it, it made it so I, I, I could, uh, it made me more confident in pushing my limits. You right. Know, I wasn't pushing, yes. I wasn't necessarily yes. trying to push the limits of the car, but it, it it made me more comfortable to push my limit within that car if that makes sense. It does. It does. It makes perfect sense. Um and so uh that was you came to grips with that fast and then you st- you then the big the next big barrier was traffic and and you did a good job overcoming that because as as we'll talk about for for Sunday it was much less of an issue. Yeah. The one thing I the other thing I'll, I'll say about Saturday that you know I think in that 
in the in the clip we just listened to, you know, I was when I got out of the car on, on Saturday, I was frustrated. You know, I didn't feel like I had done a good job. I felt like um, because I because I didn't get a rhythm and um, I I never got I didn't feel like I got comfortable in the car at all on Saturday. And I think part of that was just that the the stints just seemed so chopped up with yeah. You know, I, I, I flags with, and I came in with the misfire. There was yep. like two or three full course yellows. Um, there was a lot of traffic because of the yellows. Traffic was yep. really bunched up, um, and there were still a lot of cars on track. And then there was the red flag. Yep. Um, so I, I just had a hard time getting a rhythm. And then, you know, the things I had to manage um, with the car, you know, were the the body roll. Yep. Um, it moved around under braking a lot, yep. uh, not necessarily in a predictable fashion. I think just because it was way under tired. Uh-huh. Um, and then um, the biggest one, I just couldn't see a fucking thing out of the car. Yeah. So so let's talk about a little bit more about what you did um, with the pillows. So you had two pillows. Yeah. One, and you stacked them up against your back. Yeah, basically, which pushed you forward it. in the car. Yeah, which meant you couldn't use the rear view mirror because you were kind of too. You couldn't use it much because you were too far forward, and well, the mirror didn't adjust and then, much. And I was tilted back, right? Yeah. So like my butt was further forward, but my shoulders were still back up against because the seat. you're strapped into the seat very tightly. Right. So basically, you know, I could. I figured out towards the end of my stint on Saturday that I could sort of like crane my neck. Okay. A little bit to check my mirror. Okay. Um, the, check the mirror in the car. And then I also figured out that I could kind of twist the mirror on because it wasn't adjustable. Okay. Like the way it was, but I sort of wrenched it down at one end a little bit. Okay. Uh, and that helped. Um, but uh, yeah, that was the biggest thing that I had to get to come, time to come to grips with because I couldn't see the corners of the car. Right. right. So for a long time, I had a really hard time just placing it yeah i i did see you miss apexes because of that yeah, yeah so yeah. i would be like trying to tilt my head up so i could see where the corner of the car was because i you know it's a brand new car it's, it's yeah. hard to do that so eventually i just started like um uh, hitting curbing on purpose uh-huh right to because, figure out where yeah. the car was yeah why not um, to just to get a little bit of a reference and right that, that helped um but yeah, so th- those were the things that I had to manage throughout the whole weekend was, yeah. you know, there's, yeah. And w- I, I want to talk, yeah, go ahead. Well, from the pit, from the pit crew perspective, like you getting out and pulling those pillows out, yeah. those pillows were disgusting after your first <laughs> Yeah. I, I touched those with my hands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did your uh, wife say about these pillows? Because these are things you just grabbed like off of your couch. I did, yeah. Jesus um, Christ. She liked them, it turns out. And uh, the, the pillows, these were things that she liked. Yeah, she was like the, the like, thing. The thing that she spent money on and then put on the couch, and then yeah. you took and put on your sweaty body. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, well, hey, you know, probably means you get to go pillow shopping. She was like, oh, all right, I'll take that. I'll take that. God, yeah. So, <laughs> so you, you have to come over soon and see our new pillow <laughs> that we'll inevitably have when my <laughs> ass sweat does not wash out of them. You'll that you'll put in a race car next time around. Probably, yeah. yeah. You guys have a very interesting ecosystem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It works. It It works. works. Uh, What did you want to say? I I wanted to to touch on um, something that I had mentioned in the in the clip about uh, 
what Matt had told me. Right. Uh, yes, and I I have that on the list. Okay. Yeah, uh, because that's uh, what what to ma- you have to find out what you want to what you need to manage about the car. Talk talk more about that. So I, I'm going to get a little bit team clo- team killer coat therapy e. Yeah, here for a second. Yeah, let's do it. So I, I'm in. Okay, I'm I'm putting down my tablet. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, so last October, yeah, I did the Chump Car Race uh, with the Maserati uh, at Road America, and you know that car was a handful for you know a a different set of reasons. It's an Italian twin turbo car. Yeah, yeah. and and there was also some some tire issues and and it, it was a and, big handful under braking and family dynamics. And well, there's that. <laughs> but so and then and then I had I had I had problems being comfortable in the car as well, like physically comfortable in the car that time too because all right. my family is tall. And the pedal box was bent, but anyway, go on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I had after test and tune on Friday, so I got that race, I got to drive the car on Friday ahead of time, and I called Matt uh, because I was feeling really, really nervous and 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 frustrated, and uh, I didn't know, you know, I, I, I had a really hard time in the car on Friday. Okay. Uh, last October. Um, and most, most of that stuff either went away through um, just time in the car or adjustments that were made to it or, or whatever it was. But I, I called Matt and he gave me just, he, he kind of talked me down and was like, hey, everything that you are going to deal with, every car that you drive is just going to have a list of things that you have to manage. And honestly, I think about him telling me that in like all the time, not not yeah. not even with cars. Uh-huh. Like when I meet a new person, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, well, this person's going to have a certain set of things I'm that I'm going to have to manage. Right. You know, like when I go places with you, Dave, I know I'm going to have to have a pocket full of taffy. <laughs> exactly. And easy access to juice <laughs> at some point during the day. Yeah, because I'm going to calorie crash probably. Right. I'm, I'm going to eat a gummy Coke bottle. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know what I mean? Like that's just yeah. such a great way to to think about things. Like this, these are the things, if you just have that list in your mind of like, okay, these are the things that I have to manage. Right. Um, then it it becomes much less intimidating, right? Yeah, stuff starts to snap into place. Yeah, and you're it, digesting it in bites instead of just looking at this mountain. Yeah, and also yeah. just approaching an intimidating car or 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 whatever it is in, right. in life or whatever. Right, and with the intent of figuring out what that list is, yes, means that you approach the problem in a more analytical way. Definitely, and it it makes you. At least in, in the car, for me, when I got into the to the RX-7, it was, this thing handles in a way that I've not experienced before, because I've never I've never right. driven a Mustang before right. in anger. Yeah. I've never, you know, driven a, a muscle car around a track before. Um, so I need to break down what's happening yep. so I can make a list, right? Yep. And that it helps so much. And it, that's this is the, why I like driving, because it... It's the only time where I'm completely focused. I'm yeah. not thinking about anything else. Yeah. Because you can't. If you do, you're making mistakes. Yep. Um, and that. so I really enjoyed that piece of it. In retrospect, I always, I always like it more looking back. Because when you're doing it, it's, it can be frustrating because you're like, ah, I, I, I can't find a rhythm and yep. all these things. But then when you, you kind of are removed from it a little bit you're like oh well i was just 
I was just figuring it out. That's all yeah. it was. I yeah. was just figuring it out. So I'm excited to do that more often uh-huh. and 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 make that process faster and smoother. So so let's talk about a, a tangible example of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing about uh, the way that the car fit and your fit in the car not being able to see the rear view mirror, right? Uh, very much, right? That was kind of a thing to manage. But then it was contextualized because that that was honestly one of the fastest cars on the track. Right. You weren't necessarily worried about people passing you. Your focus was more on passing people and, and dealing with that kind of traffic, right? So So worrying about people coming up from behind you is not something you necessarily had to manage. Well, it was because there were big groups you you get kind of globs right uh-huh. so and especially you know i was really trying to be cognizant of like who the leaders were and not right. fuck up their race true um you know when we were in like 39th <laughs> um true uh which is where we ended saturday um but so you know i would catch i would catch cars especially in the slower more technical sessions sections where that car is not going to be fast right yeah so i would catch traffic um going into those slower sections and kind of be caught behind some of the momentum cars because I couldn't just couldn't get around them. Right. Um, and then, you know, you'd have other people come up behind you. And then, you know, I even had a lot of times I would pass people on the fast section. Yeah. Be, get kind of caught up in a gaggle and just not want to get involved with, you know, some, some kind of nonsense that was going on in front of me. Right. So I would hang back waiting for one of the longer straights. Right. And then people I had just passed would try to come, would, you know, shove their way through. Right. So you can, you're, you're kind of always being assaulted, even if you're in a fast car, if you're trying to be conservative or not, you know, not super aggressive, Okay. you're going to get mobbed. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I had to manage that still. So, so then a, a a better example would be. Um, also, I'm not that fast. So there, there <laughs> was there were a lot of cars that honestly I probably should have been faster than that that were that were passing me. So I, I did have to worry about stuff from behind. I'm gonna cut that part out because it's self-deprecating. <laughs> um, so that then another. Uh, Let me be me, Dave. I, Let I, me be me. A more correct example of of that like would be that body roll to tire slip, like managing right. that. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and the okay. and the way it moved around on a braking because yep. you yep. know I, I was like oh well I need to be you know maybe two or three feet in from the outside curb right when because I hit the it might walk towards. I don't know where it's gonna go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. And okay. I think that I think that was also body roll. I think that was also right. just weight transfer. Yeah. And it would it would kind of come on and then you know move over and. But and so knowing the, that you had to manage that. Yeah, and the, and then the the way I ended up doing that ended up I think being about the same what what Matt did. So I would I would just do everything in two stages. So I would kind of do like a half stage to get weight transferred, and then you know what I. What you really want to do, what everyone always says you want to do with braking zones, especially, is you want to you want to go hard on the pedal and then kind of come off, right? With this, the weight transfer was so dramatic that it would just move the car all over. It would upset the car when you did that. So I would kind of do a light brake, get the weight transferred, and then go fo- then go harder on okay. the brakes. And it was the same thing for a turn in. You kind of l- get it loaded up, kind of do like a. Uh, you know, like a, almost like a half lock. I'm, I'm just gonna give you a little. I'm gonna give it. I'm just a just a, a little, just little the, turn. Just the tip of the steering wheel. Yeah, d- just yeah, the tip. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. And then and then once the weight kind of got moved over and then uh-huh. settled a little bit, then you dive down towards the apex. Okay. Um, that was what worked for me. I don't yeah. know. I'm sure yeah. it wasn't the fastest way around. I'm sure somebody else could have done done it differently, but that's what worked for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, and I could do it consistently. So that's what I did. I like that. I like that. Breaking that down to the manageable aspects of it. Yeah. 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 Good job, man. Good job. Uh, I'm really glad Matt said that. That's a great way to look at that kind of stuff. Yeah, I found that like uh, this whole racing thing, I've ended up kind of accumulating these these things that uh, that have been working for me in all aspects of life. Like uh, another one that I f- that I forgot to mention when we did that SCCA track night thing. Sure, sure. You remember Ian, right? Yeah. He was uh, uh, running the, yes. the track night. Yeah, great guy. He always talked about. Um, um, like going to like on the straights, uh, he would say you you need to clear your mirrors. Oh, okay. Like clear clear your mirrors. So if someone's behind you, give them give them the point by and and let them go. Um, uh, as as like part of your checklist for the for the lap, clear your mirrors. And I lo- I think that's a gr- that's also a great like analogy for for life. Like I need to every once in a while, you just got you got to clear your mirrors. You got to get get everything off your plate. Yep. And then reset. Yep. So anyway. For sure. Anyway. That's I it. like that. That's I like my, that. That's, that's my babble for I, right now. That is that is honestly why I ride my bicycle, Ian. Yeah. I, like you got to clear kind of, your mirrors. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, let's talk about, um, let's see here. Let's talk about the, the big thing that I think was um, the big success after we recorded that was the recognition that you had done that two hour stint and survived. Like you made it, you had broken that seal, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Like, and so then anything after that is going to be less intimidating, right? Because you've, you've started to work on that list of things that you, you have realized you have to manage as Matt so wonderfully put it. Um, Well, and I knew, I knew what that list was. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Exactly. Even even exactly. if I even if I didn't have all those things figured out, which I didn't, you had something. I I knew what the list was, so yeah. it wasn't like I was going into an unknown on exactly. Sunday. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so let's uh, let's also talk about uh, where I come into play on this. Yeah. Uh, because working pit crew, right? Like my, like I I do have a very strong nurturing caregiving like <laughs> thing in me. I believe you know? the quote you used was. Uh-huh. I'm a den mother the shit out of this. Yes, yes. I was fully prepped to be the race team den mother. Yeah. I brought uh, pe- all the equipment for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, yeah. tons of snacks. And so then also, like, as much as, like, this is in your guys' realm for driving, like, you guys are in my realm when it comes to nutrition, hydration, fatigue. Yeah. Like, if there's any aspect of, of racing and its demands on a driver that I understand, it is that. Like, right. I know all the signs. I know exactly what you need to do. And I know, like, I know how to get you ready to climb that mountain again. Right. Right? So, like, you're in my fucking house now. <laughs> like, <laughs> because when you came out of the car, like, I gave you an emer- uh, an emergency. Like, I'm like. On Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're, re- we're repli- replenishing your electrolytes. Yeah. Like, we're getting some sodium into you. Yeah. Like, this is all, like, yeah, this is all very important. Like, this is, like, this is letting me actually execute. And I was, uh, that was very satisfying to me. Yeah, I could tell. And and honestly, um, 
you know, this isn't blowing smoke or anything. Like we, we would have been fucked if you had not been there. (laughs) And, and I, I asked you to go because I thought you, I thought you would have fun. Yes. I thought that, you know, I, I knew that you were intimidated by the idea of driving. So I wanted to, I wanted you to experience a lemons weekend. Yes. Uh, and also I needed you there. Like it would have been (laughs) like, I didn't know. You know, I didn't know if like I was just going to be a disappointment to Matt uh-huh. and, and then that wasn't going to be helpful to have him there. Like prevent you from spiraling. Yeah. Basically. And then, you know, I don't know any, I didn't know anybody else yeah. there. So, um, yeah, no, it was, I'm, I'm so glad you were there. I'm glad I was too. Because we really would have been fucked without you. I'm, I'm really glad. So uh, my primary responsibility as pit crew was to do the fueling, right. um, which, you know, so like, it's kind of weird, but like I started, like I did a thing where I was like building up the muscle memory for how to pick up the jugs because they have a drain port. And if you don't pick them up right, some fuel will spill. Yeah. Spilling fuel is bad because it happens to catch fire. It does uh, on occasion. Yeah, yeah. has a tendency to do that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So like I, 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 they're five gallon jugs and I, I had them on the ground. I worked out a way to angle it and pick it up effectively and then, you know, set it down and, and just kind of did that over and over, practiced uh, getting the jug mounted into the, the fuel filler nozzle on the car. And, um, yeah, so, so that kind of stuff. That, that was my primary role. And then, um, you know, just letting me be the den mother, you know, and, like, being the den mother. And, like, just that, like, I'm a pretty upbeat guy, you know, yeah. like I told Brian, you know, like, I and, like, being that, like, cheerleader for the team, you know, like, I... Like, that's a role I like to fill, you know? Like, I don't want to fill that role for seven days straight, yeah. you know, because it is exhausting to a point, but, like, that is a necessary role that needs to be filled, you Yeah, know? well, and in my role as your needy friend, um, <laughs> you know, whenever I come out of a car, I'm going to be disappointed in what, yes. I, what I do, so See, it was that... nice to have you there to be like, that was awesome! <laughs> have a banana! <laughs> Like that's that's fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. I I am yeah. I'm very thankful that I could be there. Yeah, I, I really am. Yeah. So so we we recorded a second segment on Saturday. Yes. Um, which I think we're going to listen to right now, right? And, yes, we are. This was this was more about about Dave's experience. Yes. Let's listen to that now. Okay, we're back. Ian. Yeah, Dave. I'm. Uh, I'm an asshole, and I forgot. I didn't. I didn't ask you how you're doing. Well, you're. I, I would say first of all, you're in a pretty intense headspace because you're in that like stranger and strange land grokking of like the whole situation. Right. You know, like you're really processing it and taking <laughs> yeah. in what's done. Also, you are probably a tiny bit dehydrated, but you're catching up. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. No do, cool. No cool suit will do that to you. Do a lot of people wear camelbacks so they can actually hydrate during the race? Um, well, Matt, if you look at his helmet, he has a um, a port for hydration. Okay. Um, so like the higher end so helmets, do I. it's called my mouth <laughs> the higher end helmets have ports for uh, hydration and people do have like um they'll have like a button in the car like it's oh. like a push to talk it'll be like a push to drink oh, okay and it'll there'll be a little pump and it'll oh i need water a, to them when we have a race car can i have a push to taffy <laughs> <laughs> just taffy just drops down you <laughs> 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 gobble it right up just gummy worms work their way through a hose. <laughs> Need sugar. Yeah, just espresso. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, I wanted anyway. to ask you. Yeah, you see how I deflected that? I did. Yeah. I did. You're, you're, you've learned from the best. Yeah, I have. Um, you know, I, 
you haven't been driving. You've I been, have not. You've been pit crewing. I'm pit crewing. Such, yeah. as, such as it is. Yeah, pit crew. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, do you, I mean, do you feel like you've, you've wasted your weekend? Do you feel like you're, you're, this is worthwhile for you? Okay. Um, no, I have not wasted my weekend. It, this is definitely something worthwhile. I had to do this. I, I am the type of person that actually kind of thrives in a crisis, you know, like I really like, like the adrenaline hit and stuff like that. So right. like, so you tell me to find some weird, like tire rub on the car. Yeah. Like I'm in man. Like I'll, right. I'll find that rub, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of stuff I like, Yeah, you know? So, um, so I'm enjoying it. Brian even said like, um, when he and I were just in the trailer, he was like, you seem to be having a really good time. <laughs> and I was like, like oddly suspicious. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, well, I'm just a generally upbeat guy. Like, yeah. you know, like, uh, like this is cool. Like I'm, right. I'm glad I could do this, you know? And, um, yeah, like you have a race car and I came out and cut a hole in the front of it like that. Yeah, you know? It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And, uh, I got to hammer the fender. Ro- yeah, ro- yeah. Yeah. That one. was completely unnecessary as well. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But you know, so overall I'm doing well. I think, if if things are like this on day two where it's just kind of sitting around and nothing's really going wrong not like i want anything to go wrong for the love of god yeah um uh then i think it's probably going to start wearing on my patience some well but if nothing's going wrong then we have actual pit stops to coordinate yes yeah yeah and And that that, that's that's a really important thing like getting like a process for pit stops yeah uh is i mean you lose so much time oh my god so much time yeah 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 Two, you could easily lose two laps, no problem in the pits. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. So yeah, so I'm 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 doing well. I'm glad I'm here. This was not time wasted. Okay. So I, I, I have I, fireproof socks and shoes now, Ian. I know, I know. Yeah, they, those are not built for standing around, though. Are no, they? they are not. Yeah, yeah you sore. yeah you want to sit down in these. Um, my other question is my big question is sure. Um, does this make you feel? Does this experience? make you feel better or worse about the possibility of driving at one of these events? I will say better. Good. And it should. And and the main reason is because in 24 hours of lemons, the speed that you're dealing with is actually a lot less than I thought it would be. Yeah. We actually see cars that are way faster than this on an average track oh, day. Oh, absolutely yeah. we do. Yeah, like I doubt very many people are hitting 100 miles an hour on that back straight. Yeah. Track days, people hit 130, 140, no problem. Yeah. I, because they're coming out with crazy supercharged Camaros. I really want to take Ferraris. I really want to bring my car out here and run the full course because I've never been timed on the full course. I've run the full course before, but right, I've only right. ran the, the, uh, the, the abbreviated course to know what the time difference is. Yeah. Yeah. As I bet it's not. I don't think I'm as fast as as this lemons car but it's not far off yeah i don't think yeah um because i don't think we're doing you turn way better your car does oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah your r32 does well i don't i don't know that it turns better because i'm there's I'm much still less having, body roll it I, turns faster i'm having a hard time finding the limits of this car yeah so because it's just um there's a lot of body roll so it's a little it's not quite confidence inspiring there's a lot of weight transfer going on that you have to manage but that's my move the body roll oh yeah <laughs> Anyway, this this part's this part's about you, Dave. Oh, stop, stop changing okay. the subject. All right. So yeah, I I feel like you you could definitely you know maybe concentrate on a few specific things, and you could be ready. You should be doing a race soon. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I you should need, be. You need to get out here. Also, remember, I'm a cheapskate. I know. Well, you know, you, you can get yourself onto a team that's you know maybe not as competitive or yeah you know yeah you know 
maybe you know maybe more of a momentum front wheel drive car if you're more comfortable with that sure um oh yeah there was a Saab 9000 out here and they packed up and went home i went over to talk yeah. to them do you think they're gonna be back tomorrow i don't know i went over to talk to them because i was going to offer them a direct ignition cassette and anything else in the Saab rescue kit that they needed oh, okay. and i said uh hey guys uh you know you packing it up and they they just looked at me and one of them said we have a lot of work to do oh no yeah and then that was it like i i I tried to ask him more. I said, you know, I got a direct ignition cassette. If you, you need it, you should just blur it out. I'm a sob guy. I know. Right. And yeah. I, well, I said, I have a direct ignition cassette if you need it. And the guy was like, Oh, thanks man. We got, we actually have three. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well that sounds about right for one weekend of racing. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So oh, man. Yeah. Too bad. The, the Saab 9000 actually has a much better suspension setup than mine does. Oh, it really? actually has true, uh, dual wishbone. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, can we? Uh, get, is that's not an upgrade you could do to, without no. like, lots of fabrication on your car? Yeah, no, there's no way we could do that. Okay, and there's no way you and I could do that. <laughs> Definitely not me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's it's common to take the engine out of those things and put them in my car because it's an extra point three liters of displacement and nice. slightly hotter cams. Nice. Yeah. So I don't know. Mm. That may be in the future. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you know, I mean, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If we still are short a driver, yeah, you might be able to. I might be able to get on in there. Yeah, who knows if I can fit? Oh, that's true. You're gonna have the opposite problem. I am. <laughs> I am. We'll just do negative pillows. We'll do like uh, black matter pillows. Okay. All right. I well, think that's how that works. Yeah. We'll send me back into string theory seat. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And that's sure. uh, that'll work. And we'll have to create some negative space for your knees as well. That'll be that's the bigger yeah. issue. Not I think. a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> or. You, you could just sit in the seat and I could sit on your lap. Yes. And then I'll I push be, the pedals and then you steer. I might be able to actually like here. I'll just clench my right butt cheek for go <laughs> and my left butt cheek for stop. <laughs> Perfect. I, there's no way the system could fail. I don't I don't see how it yeah. could. You We're, know what? Okay. I think in order to improve communication speed, we I we need like a, a quad XL suit and uh-huh. we both get inside the suit. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yes. I am I am loving this idea more and more. <laughs> oh God, you're gonna need twenty cool shirts, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Ginger runs hot. I, why don't they have cool underwear? That's yeah, what we really talked need. about that. We yeah. need cool underwear. Yeah. Or just I need a cool shirt that works because I am yeah dying. Yeah, we tried duct taping the hoses and didn't no, work. The yeah. pressure was too much. It just pops them out. Uh, anyway, dang man. Well, well, here we are sitting in a race trailer. Yeah. Yep. Slightly dehydrated. And with much less money than we had before. Yeah. I still love you. I still love you. Okay. So I want to get into something right away. Sure. So it's we're 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 a few days out, obviously, from from that uh interview or talk interview. What the fuck? Um <laughs> You know, I'm glad you were there as pit crew because, again, Thank we, you. We, we would not have made it through the weekend without uh, an extra set of hands since we were down a driver. But I I am so excited to, dri- to drive with you. Yeah, I am too. And I, I am too. I know that, like, your intimidation with driving has been a big kind of uh, roadblock for you a little bit. It even has. Even uh, uh, things like uh, Track Night in America where you uh-huh. put yourself into the slow group for some reason. Yeah. You, t- please tell me you're feeling you're still feeling more confident. I am. I am feeling more confident. Yeah. It it, it 
I'm more motivated to get our Saab ready to go. Okay. Yeah, I All really right. am. What yeah. about what about you as a as a driver? Like, did did that like or the the skills you have as a driver? Did watching the racing, you know, not necessarily me or Matt or Brian, but like even even just watching ra- the racing in general, did that give you a list of things that you need to manage? for your own skill level like do you know what things you want to start working on you know at the cart track or at on track days or anything like that other than traffic no mm-hmm. yeah tra- traffic is still the the big thing i feel like i feel like i have um enough mechanical learning uh ability that i'll be able to roll with that kind of stuff uh-huh. but it's it's the it, he, other humans are fucking scary yeah <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. I know what you mean yeah, yeah. so um yeah, so so that's really the the big thing that is still intimidating me. But mm-hmm. the but the thing that offset that was by was like I said in the recording was seeing the speed at which Lemon's cars travel. Right, it's not that fast. Right, you yeah, know? no, like everything the... happens quite a bit slower than it does on an average track night. Yeah, we, yeah, like we've been out there with cars that pull like. 10 11 second quarter miles like yeah fa- or faster like really fast cars yeah none of those lemons cars could do that <laughs> right yeah at all yeah exactly you know exactly. yeah and so when everything is slowed down like that that makes it more approachable to me yeah even i mean even though like our car the speed differential between our car and some of the slower cars in a straight line yeah was pretty big. Yes, it was. But yeah. it still wasn't as big as like we've experienced at at track nights no. where we've had like a you know a um, a know. supercharged Camaro just blow by. Right. Yeah. 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 So it it is it is less intimidating in that respect, and yeah. also you're surrounded by a huge roll cage and yep. you're in fireproof underwear and yep. that whole thing. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you're still now. Got maybe a little bit of a fire. I do. I do. I definitely do, do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want us to work on the car more. Good. Yeah. Um, the the other thing that I wanted to talk about was um, something that I didn't quite realize uh, what it would be like going into it on mm-hmm. the pick crew, like how much downtime there was. Yeah. And how much um, in, of endurance racing is basically like us on our cell phones watching the live timing app. Yeah. Because all of that data is sent. Uh, I don't know how it all works, but it, you, there's telemetry in the car. Everybody's times are tracked, and there's a service that you can just get an app for. Yeah, for five dollars for an annual subscription. So it, it's not actually telemetry in the car. Okay, there's just a transponder. Right, the transponder, and then the the telemetry on the track. Yeah, or yeah. not telemetry, but yeah, the timing. Yeah, yeah, because telemetry would be like G's and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, we right. obviously we don't have anything like that, but. Yeah. Yeah, but lap time. So so basically, we're sitting on our phones watching lap after lap and like, oh, uh, like, you know, when you're out, I I would see, oh, like Ian just posted a 234. Yeah. Oh, Ian just posted a 228. Yeah. Oh, Ian posted a 238. Oh, he must have run into some traffic. Right. Right. And then there would be those times where we would see like- Or there's a yellow or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, Ian should have reported by now. But and since the spectator area, you can't see the whole track, right? You know, like you kind of know something isn't right, you know. And we had lost radio communication at at different points throughout the weekend. So, um, so watching that, I didn't I didn't realize that I would be watching my cell phone so much when I was at a race. Yeah, but that's actually kind of an important part. 
you know? And, it is, and, yeah. and then having that understanding of the next cars that you're racing, it when it comes to, uh, you know, like completing laps and all those things and like, you know, how how hard you need to push the car or like, you know, things yeah. things like that. And I think that might come in to play more in like the second day of the race. But like, um, I mean, if we were closer you know, in things we would, we would be able to give different advice. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. and I think it was a little screwed up too, because we were, because we were like at the end of Saturday, I mean, at one point on set at, on Saturday, we were essentially last. I think we were 50th. Yeah. yeah 50th. I think there was a, a handful of other cars that were also having yeah. problems and yeah. off track, Yep. but we were, we were 50th. And by the end of, um, Saturday we were like 39th is where we finished up. So on Sunday, especially like when we would normally be doing things like looking at the track time at, at the, the on track performance of the cars around us yeah. and looking at whether the cars around us had already pitted or not. Yep. Um, we, you know where they were uh, for on fuel. Um, we were so like, we were so much faster than all the cars around us. Yeah. Um, that at that point it was just keep the car running and keep, keep it, it on the track, keep it on the track and keep turning as fast a lap as you can. Yep. Um, and we, you know, on Sunday, I mean, we, we stormed through the field on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's get into Sunday. Yeah. Let's, okay. Yeah, let's get into Sunday. Yeah. Unless, so unless there's anything else you want to talk about from Saturday. Um, no, I mean, just, uh, just how, um, uh, how much den mothering you did. Okay. Which was fantastic. I, I appreciate it. And it, Saturday, and let's be clear too, Saturday was a stressful day. It really was. It was stressful because we were on track, we were off track. We we spent, what, four hours off track? We yeah. spent basically half the day yeah. off the track. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and it was it was really frustrating and, and tiring and, yeah. um, and all that. And then, you know, Saturday, by the end of the day, we had gotten most of the major, like, reliability issues figured out by yep. the end of the day, Saturday. Uh, we had a cooling problem that we mentioned earlier, and, and but the car still wasn't quite running right. And so the, the one the one detail that we'll, we'll kind of talk about, because it was funny, was we, we were, the car was, was not running right. Yeah, um, misfiring. Was misfiring and kind of coughing and yeah. We just, went through two ignition coils. Yeah, trying to diagnose it, and uh, so we pulled the wires off the uh, the spark plugs and realized that Brian, when you know he was in a real big hurry to get this car done, had painted the engine block a very delightful shade of pink, mm-hmm. which I thought was really, mm-hmm. a really actually a great touch. On I one hundred percent endorse a pink engine block. It yeah. was fantastic. Unfortunately, what was less fantastic was that a lot of the paint had also gotten onto the outside of the spark plugs. Uh, So Matt had the line of the weekend. (laughs) He pulled the wire off and Brian was like elsewhere at the car. So it was me and Matt like in the engine bay and and Dave. Yeah, we were like Dave and I were on one side of the engine bay and Matt was on the other side and Brian was doing something at the back of the car. And uh, Matt just like pulls off the wire kind of like slowly looks up at me and Dave and then kind of turns his head towards Brian and goes, say, Brian, what are the conductive properties of pink paint? (laughs) Just like a total deadpan. Fantastic. Uh, It was hilarious. And uh, (laughs) so needless to say, I spent Saturday night driving around Denver trying to find uh, spark plug wires for uh, an 85. And spark plugs. And and spark plugs for an 85 Mustang GT. 
so we got those put on on su- Sunday morning. Yeah. Made a slight adjustment to the rear suspension. Yeah, raised it up. Yep. Um, uh, which actually helped a lot because it didn't uh, it compressed the springs a little bit, so we weren't bottoming out. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so Matt started the day on on Sunday. Yep. He came in once with a reliability issue, but it was basically just like a. A light came on that he wasn't sure about, but it yep. turned out better safe than sorry. It was a better safe than sorry moment, and yep. that was it. Yep. Um, and he went back out and yeah. then, and had a great stint. Like the yeah. car was clearly dialed in. Man, a bit. he was doing so well. He he got his fastest lap of the day. Yeah. During that period of time, he he locked a two twenty one. Yeah. Which he was what? Uh, he was in the top ten laps of top 10 lap times of the entire race. He ended up with the seventh fastest lap of the race. Which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Which was pretty great, even though we were so far back in the field. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he ended up with a 221. Uh, his first Saturday's fastest lap was a 224. Yeah. Ended up on, on, on Saturday with a 221. And I think like his sort of like consistent laps were also about three seconds a lap faster. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Um, just from those few little things, uh, you know, the the... The, the engine changes the uh, the uh, the the rear suspension change and I took um, uh, three to four pounds of tire pressure out of the tires as well oh you did yeah they were we were supposed to be running about 28 pounds when they were cold and they were um, they were kind of all over the place one of them was 28 uh, one of them was like 32 um, so you know I just kind of even that up a little bit okay and I think that did help a little bit with braking especially but those tires did get greasy yeah and sunday the temperature was a lot hotter yeah and so we then had to add um the the tires got really greasy on sunday with the increased track temperature and also we were driving it harder because we had more power um so that that was another thing we had to add to the list of things to manage was the tires got so greasy. Yeah. Uh, and that actually led to Matt, you know, he kind of had a lapse in concentration or or just the tires got greasy and surprised him. But he had our only black flag of the weekend. He, he just had a, a simple like wheels off moment at the end of his stint. But, yeah. Just ran into the grass a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is a black flaggable offense in Lemons. Yeah. yeah. So, th- so they bring you in. Uh, they bring you off the track. They, you wheel by the judges stand, they check the car, uh, they talk to you to make sure you're doing okay, and then uh, you can go back out or- Unless uh, you're like a repeat offender and then they come up with some sort of creative yeah. punishment for you. Yeah. yeah, speaking of creative punishments, they had somebody that sped through the pit lane when the speed limit is 10 miles an hour in the pit lane, right? Okay, in so, the paddock, yeah. Yeah, in the paddock. So they made this person ride around on a pink Schwinn uh, with a banana seat and a megaphone and uh, like yell safety- precautions to people <laughs> through like they made them ride around the paddock and it was it was hilarious i saw awesome. them when i was riding my bike around was that I, on my stint uh, yeah and That's i was funny. i was ringing my bell and they were you know like yelling safety things like be careful everybody you know watch out you know do not speed in the paddock you know the speed limit is 10 miles yeah it was great yeah, so like that's the spirit of lemons racing like that's how they punish you that's awesome yeah so um yeah, so so the the driver lineup was Matt, then it was you, then Brian was going to drive. Yeah. But then Brian realized that um it, he would have to handle this very taxing vehicle mm-hmm. and then drive uh at least 6 or 7 hours to Salina, Kansas that night. Yeah. And uh and so you uh, uh so Matt got his second stint in the car for the day. Yeah. Yeah, and um I it was 
it was hot yeah on sunday yeah and so one of the things so um my cool suit didn't work at all on saturday because right. the the, connectors, the fittings didn't the, work the fittings yeah. didn't work i got new fittings yep like five minutes before i was supposed to be in the car yep um and so then my cool suit did end up working what i didn't right. realize i thought it wasn't working what ended up happening was that I was that we forgot to put ice in the cooler. This was actually my fault. This is a, a pit crew thing. Well, no, 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 none of us thought of it. So no, no, no. I, it was my fault. I should have recognized that ice needed to go in the uh, in the cooler for the cool suit. Well, whatever happened, I didn't realize that the cool suit was working, and I didn't. It's have just a presence pump- of mind to turn it off. It's just pumping hot tea through through you. Oh my god! Yeah, it was so hot, and yeah. so it probably made it worse for me in the car. Yeah, it could have. So when I was actually in the car on Sunday, I was actually kind of struggling a little bit because yeah. it was it was really hot. I had no cool suit, uh, yep. but so then essentially I just had hot water pumping around me. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I'm an idiot. And I didn't have a radio. Yeah. Like, or I could, I could radio you guys, but we couldn't I, hear you. Couldn't hear us. I couldn't hear you guys. Yeah. Um. But the good news was that I, I really felt, I felt like I really got a rhythm with the you car. You really did, man. I felt, yeah. I, I felt like I got a lot more consistent, way more comfortable in traffic. I wish I would have known my lap times because I would have been feeling yep. a little bit better about myself during yeah. the during that stint. Um. But yeah, I was kind of slicing through traffic a little bit better. Yeah, you were. Yeah, still you didn't. Were. I still didn't get any black flags. Um, and yeah, I just I, I I felt like I had that list of things I had to manage, and I and I I could kind of go through it every lap. You know, I nice. knew exactly nice. what I needed to do, and I was just checking it off. Um, it was it was really nice to just get into a rhythm in a race car like that. That's just an amazing feeling. Yeah, your spirits, even though you were fatigued you were done when you got out of the car once i started to talk to you about your lap times and about how you did you perked right up little buddy i'm sure i did yeah Yeah. i mean because that and that car is it was physical like it's the most physical car i've ever had to drive yeah um i was sore for days afterwards Uh, and i can't imagine and then matt got it back into the car yeah and put in just a heroic stint there's no other word for it like that second stint of the day, I don't know how he actually did it. Yeah. Um, he, Matt, first of all, Matt is in amazing physical shape. He is in really good shape. Yeah. yeah which doesn't yeah. hurt. Um, no, that's something that if you're going to operate in a car for two hours at a time, more than once a day, yeah. it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, and I, I don't think we, yeah, I, he he did a really good job that last stint and he was still p- pumping in fast laps. I remember, so like 20 minutes to go, he's been out there totally clean um you know we've been checking in on him yeah he seems like he's he's doing all right and uh and i was like okay we're at the point now where like he could park the car and our position wouldn't change right so like the the car in front of us was too many laps ahead we wouldn't be able to catch them the car behind us was too too many laps behind they would not mathematically be able to catch us so i radioed that information to him yep and he goes okay i'll calm down and, and just bring it home. And just bring it home. And then he put in a lap equal to my fastest lap of the race. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're a jackass, Matt. I hate you. Also, you're awesome. <laughs> Matt, Matt did an amazing job. It was, yeah. oh, it was just a great weekend all around. So, so we ended up at, at, at that point, we came in 26th out of 60 teams. Yeah. When we were at 1.50th. Yeah. 
And it was mainly because we kept the car on the track. Yeah. That's what does it. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing. I yeah. mean, it, just consistency. It's, it's, it's totally true what, you know, the, the whole saying of like, you, you'll gain seconds you'll, or you'll lose seconds on the track and you lose minutes in the pits. Exactly. You know, and yeah. it's totally true. Or hours in the garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, which happened. Um, but I will say as, as, as sort of like a handful as that car is or was this last weekend, once that thing gets dialed in a little bit. Oh, it's a top 10 contender. Easy. It's going to be a monster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That thing's going to be cool. Yeah. Because um, it, it didn't have any penalty laps nope. um, when it went through tech. So, um, yeah, that thing's going to be yep. fun. Yeah. 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 So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. I, I had a, I had a great time, and I'm I'm pleased. I'm actually pleased. It was the Sunday was the first time that I've gotten out of a car and was like, I did a good job on that stint. Like I, good. I felt good. really good about good. about that stint, even though I was fucking exhausted. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just like I couldn't. It was it was physically demanding. That it car. is. It is. Yeah. That steering was heavy. Oh yeah, no power steering. Yeah. I had. No <laughs> giant wide tires. My, yeah. My poor little left leg trying to reach no, the clutch no. pedal is all the way over there. Okay. So speaking of reach, I thought about what we need to do next time. Okay. Uh-huh. So should you ever rent Find a, a car that I can fit in before I rent a seat? Should you ever rent a seat? Here's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to make a cardboard cutout of your body <laughs> with articulating yeah. joints <laughs> and we're going to send it to the person with the car. Or, oh, I got it. We'll 3D print uh, like a big... Oh. A G.I. Joe of you. Yes. Yes. In a race seat. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so it'll be a posable Ian that nobody will ever use for weird sex stuff. Oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah. You'll have like a weird Ian G.I. Joe doll and we'll just ship it to whoever you're going to rent a seat with and say, does this fit? That's an amazing idea. There we go. We can solve this with technology. I like it. And and a lot of 3D printing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be a huge 3D printer. <laughs> we just have to do it in pieces. So like, oh, here's the nose. Yeah. Oh, here's here's his butt cheek. Yeah. The top part. That's going to take a long time. The That's top part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, idea. so I mean, like that overall lemons. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, the just, you know, the feeling of that last day of like, you know, of of just like having a goal we were we were trying to get in the top 25 yep we were so close yeah um you know it was it was really cool to to say like okay these are the things we need to do we got them done and uh and you know we for for as much uh for as wayward as that as that car was and as much as there was to get to grips with. Yeah. For us to only have one black flag for the whole weekend, yeah. and it was like kind of a, you know, you know, kind of a... Yeah, a it was a, a gimme. It was a whatever yeah. black flag. Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't like a bad one. No. Um, You know, I, I think we did we did awesome. So yeah. Oh, really no. happy with the way all three of us drove. And yeah. yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was a weekend. So worth it. Yeah. So worth it. Yeah, it was fun. I, I would honestly pick crew again. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I would. I would too, but I'm pretty sure no one would want me to. <laughs> Cause like I, I, it's just you know like when the car would come in broken. Uh huh. Like if somebody t- says, "Hey, you need to take this thing off." Uh huh. I'm out. 
I'm on it. I can do right. that. Right. Uh-huh. But if somebody's like, it's doing this, fix it. Uh, Tra- Translate it into uh, an actionable item. Yeah. I don't right. know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. And yeah I'm, that's, so where I'm, I, that's where I come in. I know. Buddy. So I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad you were there. And Brian, Brian's obviously a really good mechanic. Yeah. So, um, he, yeah, he knew the ins and outs of that car, which is good. We we did have a, 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 and I would like to talk about this. We did have a, a kind of like a a moment of recognition when uh, we needed to drive into town uh-huh. to get the alternator, <laughs> and we you between you and I, we made a decision as to who was going to stay back to work on the car with Matt. Right, right. Because yeah, Matt was going to be in the car. Yep. Um, if. If we got it out on track or something, what was it? Well, I can't remember. Yeah, so Matt needed to stay yeah. no matter what. But then it was either you or I were going to go into town to get the alternator. Yeah. And at first it was going to be me. And then I like kind of like uncomfortably like said like... Should we have a mechanic here? Yeah, like <laughs> we might need to base this decision on mechanical ability. <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch, you're right. <laughs> Damn it. I'm going. God, God damn it. He's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I thought that was a very interesting dynamic. Should you, I'm like, I mean, like, we're, we're good friends. We're great friends. And yeah. like, should we have not, ha- like, we have this great bond, you know? Yeah. And uh, like, that allows for like you and I to have these understandings. Well, I mean, that's like, I mean, it, Back in, in October, uh, I had a similar moment where we had on Saturday night we had a shitload of work to do yeah. on, on the Maserati. And, Go figure. Yeah, and uh, at one point, my uncle just kind of looked at me and was like, "Do you want to go get beer?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, okay. I'll go get the beer. Okay, that's my that's yeah. my that's yeah. my goal. Yeah, or that's my that's my gig here. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, oh. It was it was a great weekend, man. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well done. Uh, do you want do you want to play some some FMK cars, Ian? I do. Okay, I'm gonna go first because I have two. Okay, while you're getting yours ready, I'm uh-huh. gonna explain it to the people. There we go. So if you're if you're new to the podcast, we uh, play a game called FMK Cars. It is a variation on the classic game of Fuck Mary Kill that people play with celebrities, but we're nice people, so we play it with cars instead. Fuck means that you drive it for a day, and then you kind of tell a little story about what you do for it with a day, for a day. Uh, Mary is it is your new daily driver. That is your car, warts and all. You live with that with that motherfucker, whatever whatever yep. it has going yep. on. K is kill. It goes straight to the crusher immediately. Yep, that's right. That's right. So I'm going to give Ian three cars, and he's going to FMK. Yep. All right. This And we'd like to think of titles for them as well. This one's called, When Life Gives You Lemons, Oh, God, Please Don't Crash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All of these cars are race-prepped cars that we saw at the 24 Hours of Lemons. I knew you were going to do this. And I almost did. And then I was like, no, Dave's going to do this. Yep, so exactly. I'm not going to. So one of the cars that we saw was the poor Saab 9000 2.3 liter turbo. Yeah. Unfortunately, they threw a rod. Twice. Twice. Th- yeah, two days in a row. Yeah. And they had to pack it up, which sucked. Um, so you have a Saab 9000. And in this FMK cars, these are all as they were at the 24 hours of lemon. So this one's broken. Well, I mean, but you can, it'll... Consider it running. Okay. Right. Um, 
but I mean like roll cage, gotcha. you know, like all that stuff, Race right? Prepped, yep. Right. So then one of the more odd cars that we saw that we kind of almost fell in love with a little bit was the Lincoln Mark 8 that was out there. Yeah. That had a really well done like body kit and yeah, everything. Yeah, it was like, weird. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was very well done. It like it actually like looked like a good race car. Yeah, a little bit. Right? Well, it wasn't that fast. But. No, it wasn't. It wasn't because it's like it's a 4.6 liter V8, I yeah. think, and it's only got 230 horsepower or something like that. Yeah, and it's heavy. Yeah, it's heavy, but so Lincoln Mark 8. Okay. All right. Then lastly, we have the RX-7 that you spent some stick time in, but yeah. you can't move the seat. <laughs> it is as it was. Okay. Um, FMK, buddy. I mean, I've got to crush the sob because it you was- do? It turned two laps. <laughs> yeah, but- Maybe four. Yeah, okay. All weekend. I mean- Yeah, those poor guys. I know. I felt so bad for them. Yeah. And that car was really cool, and it looked like it was really- clean inside yeah, like yeah. i i, I it looked was well at done it. yeah um so i feel really bad for him the yeah. engine bay was really tidy and everything else it just man that sucks yeah. um so i i you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck the town car and i'm gonna marry the rx7 it was are you because yeah because i feel like once it was once i figured it out uh-huh it was a it was a genuinely fun car yeah. to drive oh yeah yeah um, it has to be, you know, it just, it, it just took some, yeah. some managing, yep. you know? Yep. Uh, and once you figured it out, it was, it was fun. And I'm, I'm glad I did too, because I've always been sort of like a, an undeserved sports car snob, if that makes sense. Cause like, okay. I, you know, I, I've never been a Mustang guy, never right, been, you right. know, a Camaro guy or whatever. Um, so it was cool to drive something with those sorts of handling characteristics sure, and power characteristics. In, on a track for the first time, um, yeah, it it was. I I get I get the appeal of those cars now. Okay, I still it's still not. I don't think my preferred yeah. method of getting around a corner for sure. But right, I right. get it. Okay, yeah, okay, right on. All right, good job, man. What do you got for me? What would, what would your answer be? Um, I would marry the sob. I know you would. And I would just so you could wrench on it all the time. Yes, I would f the RX seven, yeah. and then I would uh, kill the Lincoln Mark eight. I'm okay. so sorry. Yeah. All right. Okay. So mine is also s- sort of lemons themed. Okay. All right. Mine is called. You are experiencing joy. You must be punished. <laughs> okay. All right. So these are some of Dave's favorite cars. Uh huh. With the twenty-four hours of lemons punishments. Okay. As a twist. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. So favorite cars. You're gonna give some me some of, candy and then smack me on the hand. Exactly. Okay. So for everybody who doesn't know, so the, the lemons people are notorious for coming up with creative ways to punish people who, uh, who 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 do dumb things on the track. Right. Or who repeatedly get black flags or or have safety violations or whatever it is. Right. Um, and so these are inspired by real world uh, Lemons punishments that they've done. Okay. Uh, and thank you. Uh, no, not really. Thank you. I stole these completely from uh, Judge Phil who, who writes under the pen name of uh, uh, Murley Martin. Uh, he used to write for Jalopnik and stuff. Um he, he he has these on his website. He has links oh, to all nice. these on his website. Nice. So I stole okay. them from there. So okay. thank okay. you, Judge Phil. Hopefully we have you on at some point. Source cited. Yes. Okay, so the first one. 
FD RX-7. Okay. I know you like this car. Yes. So this is inspired by the Macho Man penalty, which which uh, they would make people uh, who dive bomb, who think that you know they're they're acting like macho dudes on the track. Uh huh. Make them dress up like the village people and sing Macho Man in the paddock. Nice, nice. Um, so, to in order to drive this car, uh huh, you must grow a mustache. Oh, I look horrible with a mustache. And introduce yourself as a macho man to everyone you meet. Hello, my name's Dave. I'm a macho man. Exactly. Not a hint of irony in your voice. Okay. No smirking. Okay. You have to own it. Okay. You own this weird, weird trait. Okay. Okay. Hi, my name's Dave. I'm a macho man. Okay. Please uh, uh, accept my apology for this (laughs) disgusting mustache I have. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No, you're a macho man. You do not apologize for a mustache. Oh, if you ever saw me with a mustache, it's bad. I'm sure it is. I can imagine. All right. Second car. Okay. First generation NSX. Okay. I know you like that car. Yeah. The Bob Ross penalty. (gasps) Oh. You must paint happy trees uh-huh. all over your car every time you stop at a stoplight. Okay. All you right. get out and you and you narrate like Bob Ross. Happy little tree. It's a happy little tree. There's no such thing as accidents. No such thing as mistakes, only happy accidents. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. Mary. Mary. <laughs> okay. Go on. What if you have to do that to other people's cars as well? Mary. Triple Mary. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. W12 VW Phaeton. Oh. I know. Oh, God. This one's inspired by the mime your crime penalty. Oh, okay. Where they would make people reenact, dress up (laughs) as a mime with like the striped shirt and the face paint and the Uh, whole thing uh and mime the thing that they got black flag for. Yes. To to the other teams as a warning. Yes. You must live as a mime. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. You have to live as a mime while you're driving this car. <sighs> Ian. Uh, okay. Obviously, because I'm a normal person, I have a fear of clowns. Mimes are pretty close to clowns. They've got painted faces. <gasps> and I forgot. We, uh, we'll talk about this after. Okay. But we need to talk about how I was triggered. During the 24 hours of lemons. Really? The yeah. people in helmets? No. Um, so, uh, oh God. So I'm going to kill the Phaeton because I can't. Oh, wow. That must be painful for I you. I can't even do that for a day. Put really? on white face paint. and No, I can't do it. All right. Oh, no. Yeah, that would be bad. Okay. Um. And then I'm going to F the RX-7 and I'll be a macho man for a day. With a mustache. With a mustache. So, oh God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then that means I'm going to marry, like I said I would, the Bob Ross NSX. What are you and uh, your mustache going to do for a day? Oh my God. My mustache and I are probably going to drive to Death Valley or something where no one is, so I don't have to encounter (laughs) anyone. But, you know, I'm... I, if I was a macho man for a day, I think I would go to, I don't know. I I don't know. I would, uh, I think I would just walk around and introduce myself as a macho man. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I, I think I would embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. Just own it. Yep. Good job. Yep. And then know that it, the next day I could shave off that disgusting mustache. <laughs> yeah. 
Good work. All right, I have one more for you, and then we'll wrap it up. I like it. Okay, this one's called No Cool Shirts Allowed. Oh, God. Classic cars with a climate catch. Oh, okay. All right? All right. Uh, you're going to get a car and then the climate that is in the car for okay. the times that you drive it. Okay. First up, Ian, we have a BMW 635 CSI. Oh. Wonderful. Classic. You know I like these. Yep. It is zero degrees in that car. Oh. 10% humidity. Okay. Am I allowed to dress appropriately? You have to dress like it's appropriate for the outside of the car. So you're wearing shorts and a t-shirt now and a hoodie because we're in my meat locker basement. Yeah. But as you would dress outside, you cannot just like pack parkas in or anything like that. Hmm. Okay. okay. All right. Zero degrees. Okay. All right. Then up next, we have that wonderful Honda Civic station wagon that we saw when we were driving back from getting tortoise one day. Oh, that yeah. Little, that little green Honda, like 71, maybe, yeah. something like that. Honda yeah, station it looks wagon. like the church lady would drive it. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, um, in that amazing color of like green. Like pea green. Oh, like, so perfect. Like split pea soup green. Oh, I want to do a VTEC swap in one of those. Yeah. Okay. 100 degrees. Uh-huh. 70% humidity. Oh. Yep. Lastly, Alfa Romeo GTV. Oh, you son of a bitch. Don't you ruin this for me. 230 degrees. Come on. 90% humidity. So I, I looked I looked up what a sauna is, and, and saunas range from like 170-ish up to 230 degrees. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So the hottest sauna you've ever experienced, which I, I actually like a sauna. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. I don't know if I want to drive in one. Well, you'd have to. Oh, God damn it, Dave. 230 degrees, 90% humid. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to crush the Civic. What? Yeah. Crushing the Civic. I'm going to, for a day, I'm going to drive the GTV. What if I made the Civic like 68 degrees? I mean, it's the least appealing car of the three. If it's sixty, if it's perfect climate, I'll tell you, I'll I'm, I'll marry the Civic. Okay. Okay. And I'll crush the BMW. Okay. And then I'll, for a day, uh huh. I gotta drive the GTV. You'll sweat balls in the GTV. I'll sweat balls in the GTV and just be the happiest, sweatiest man <laughs> until I succumb to some sort of heat exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> you pass out and wreck it. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's the end of the day okay. with the GTV. <laughs> okay. What would you do there? Um, I I would marry the Honda Civic wagon. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd probably f the uh f the BMW. That's cold. Yeah, because I, I can stand cold way more than I can stand hot. Yeah, but yeah. zero? Yeah, yeah. Zero is cold. You would die of hypothermia. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I could only drive it in spurts throughout the day. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you made it, like, 40, uh huh, that'd be a tougher decision. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But yeah. you didn't. You made I it did. zero. I made it zero. Yeah. Because you're an asshole. Yep. <laughs> I am. Just a gin. Okay. Also, one last thing I want to say before we wrap up. Yeah. Is uh, listeners, you need to check out the articles that Ian wrote on Opposite Lock on uh, teamclearcoat.kinja.com. Ian did an amazing job recapping our race experience and he wrote hilarious articles. I absolutely love them. Uh, All right. The, I oh, I love them so much. I love the way that you described me, like this ginger <laughs> idiot. 
Oh God, I love that. That makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you like them, and I think I think that they're maybe a good companion to this. Yeah, uh, like I think we covered different sort of topics here yeah. than we did in the thing. So hopefully, it's not totally redundant if you've if you listen to this and then yeah. you're going to read that. So yeah, those are amazing. Yeah. So well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, well done, buddy. Uh, so yeah, check us out on uh, t- Kinja Team we we push those articles over to opposite lock so you can catch them there. Yeah. Um Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, Team Clearcoat. Um teamclearcoat at gmail.com. You can send us an email, just say hi, uh, send us FMK cars, um, stuff like that. We're gonna try to organize like a, a Denver um listener or opposite lock user um answer track day at some point yes um hopefully july is kind of what we're thinking yeah about yeah that. so we'll talk more about that in the future um so then let's see here follow ian on instagram and twitter at i roll so hard e-y-e roll so hard follow me on instagram and twitter nuck nuck goose n-u-k n-u-k goose and uh i think that's about it am i forgetting anything buddy um, I don't, th- I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, thank you again to, to Brian and especially yeah. to Matt. Yeah, um, definitely. For, for a great weekend. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that we get to race with Matt again sometime oh, very soon. Yeah, definitely. That was a lot of fun. Definitely. All right. Looking forward to it. Good job, everybody. Keep, keep that paint off the spark plugs, folks. 